Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Oh, okay, and just so you know, the only uh, interruption that we may have is sometimes the mailman comes and my dog is here with me. So you know that, you know, whole deal. So just FYI, if my dog starts barking, I'll try and quiet her down as soon as possible. But yeah, just fair warning. <laughs> oh, no worries at all. It would not be the Pet Photographers Club podcast if we didn't have at least one person's dog barking in the background at some point during the show. That's all good. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty of Bits of Bernard Photography. And I'm Caitlin of Ragamuffin Pet Photography. And today we have an exciting guest for you for Season 1, Episode 12 of the Pet Photographers Club podcast. Our guest today has been voted San Diego's Best Pet Photographer for four years in a row. She began her career as a sports photographer, but after adopting her dog, she shifted and her pet photography business was born. Fast forward eight years, she owns a thriving retail studio and is one half of the professional pooch duo. It is the lovely and talented Alison Shamrell. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club, Alison. Hey, ladies. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, we're excited to have you. <laughs> um, we've just given a brief overview of your career there, but uh, for the listeners who might not be familiar with you and your story, um, how would you describe what you do today? Oh, goodness. Well, today I do pet photography. It certainly wasn't always the case. I really got into photography in college and I went to a really big sports school. So I was photographing football games and basketball games and it was all very exciting. And then immediately after college, I got married to a man who happened to be in the Navy. So I didn't really get a say on where we lived after graduating from college. We just went to where his flight school was taking place, which was um, not exactly a big city. For those in America, if they're familiar with Pensacola, Florida, it's a great town, but it's just like not a big town. So um, we moved there and there were just no sports teams to speak of. I tried a couple of just dead end jobs that were not happy, not fulfilling whatsoever. And after a while, we adopted our dog. And from then on, I was like, yes, this is it. Like, this is what I'm definitely going to need to do. So, yeah, from there on, things just kind of kept on growing. So, yeah. I love it when it all started because someone adopted a dog. That's the same way my business started too. I was like, well, once you have that, that soul dog and you're like, oh, never mind, I don't want to do anything except for photograph <laughs> pets, but it, it totally makes sense. I know. I feel like it's not the most like original story out there, but it's totally my story. So I, I love it because I can relate and I, I think a lot of people can. You, have, you can only get into pet photography if you love pets and you only end up loving pets if – you have your own one that you loved originally. So I totally understand that. I love that. What's your dog's name? <laughs> She's Bailey. Cute. That will, yeah, having a wonder through your website and also through professional pooch as well. Um, and just trying to work out sort of what you're doing different maybe to what other people aren't um, within your business. And I noticed a couple of times that you mentioned spoiling your clients. So maybe we could discuss that because I feel like that's something that you're doing pretty well by the sounds. Would that be accurate? Uh, yeah, I do think that actually is one of my strengths. And I don't know if you've ever, either of you have ever read the book, The Five Love Languages. Yes, I love it. It's, it's a phenomenal book. It'll help you with relationships, with marriage, with like significant others. And I think it helps in business too. And uh -huh. 
my one of my love languages is gifts. So like, obviously that translates pretty well, I guess, <laughs> to spoiling yeah. my clients. But no, I've tried to do a pretty thorough job of like looking through the entire client experience and looking at what it is from their perspective, not mine. And where can I weave in surprise and delight? Like just the whole idea of surprise and delight. That's what I want to aim for at literally every step of the process. And sometimes that's easier said than done, but it starts with like sending this nice little welcome packet in the mail, which I don't advertise anywhere on my website. I I kind of just say, Hey, like before a session comes around, like I have something fun to send you in the mail. What's your mailing address? And usually everyone's just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Thank you. And they'll give me their mailing address. And um, then before the session comes around, I send them a little postcard in the mail. It's like, your session is coming up soon. Get excited. And it's got a little bit of fluff on there, but it's also got like some reminders and session tips um, of how to prepare that we've probably already gone over by that point, but still it's like reinforcement always helps. And um, then, I mean, the session is just a lot of fun. They walk away with a goodie goodie bag at the end of it. And then um, before we get together again, for them to come back over to the studio and see all their photos for our ordering session, um, I send them another postcard in the mail (laughs) saying like, get excited to see your photos. And um, I always, with any order, no matter what size, I include a gift. Um, So if they place a nice, big, healthy order, then they get spoiled with some pretty awesome gifts. And if they placed an order that's even significantly smaller than my average, that's okay. I'll at least still throw in a couple of five by sevens of prints that I know they liked, but maybe they didn't order because like everyone deserves a little gift. I mean, this isn't something that people do every day, (laughs) get a pet photography session. So I figure they deserve a little bit of a treat. And plus anything that helps people talk positively about me and gives people an excuse to talk about my business, like to their friends, like you never know who they could send your way. So yeah, I gift my clients like a ton of stuff. I probably go overboard, (laughs) but I just have fun with it. So no way. When you're describing all that, I was like literally sitting here going, oh, I want a session with Allison. I want to get a goodie bag. (laughs) The goodie bag is an awesome idea. Oh my gosh. I love my goodie bags so much. Can I tell you why? It's because, um, there's goodies in there for my clients and there's also some homework for them because in between the photo session and them coming back over to the studio to see all their photos, I want to get some good photos of their walls for pro select so that we can actually design something and be accurate about it and just really just nail it during their ordering appointment. So, um, yeah, there's like the homework of like, take these pictures of your walls and I outline how to do it. And I give them the tools to do it. Like basically everything except like the phone or the camera <laughs> they would use to take the picture. I give them everything else they need. And I also include like a little bag of chocolates. I include referral cards. I include this little like inspiration guide with like wall design layouts so you can kind of like get the wheels turning it's so fun and usually my clients when they get the little baggie they're like oh my gosh you didn't have to do this this is amazing and I kind of giggle because it's like I know I didn't have to do it but it's gonna help both of us like (laughs) this is like mutually beneficial so here you go (laughs) no that's great I have to ask because that's really funny that you describe that as homework um do you word it as homework for your when you're telling them in the goodie bags. Oh, yeah. So oh, totally. The reason it's funny is Kirstie and I just had a conversation and I've reworked a couple of months ago the wording when I asked for my wall photos in ProSelect. I've re- 
redone it. So I now say I have some homework for you and I like tripled the number of people who do it. I think we must both have like <laughs> really type A clients who are like, okay, I'll do the homework. <laughs> I have to get A plus. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just had a little giggle. But yeah, that goodie bag sounds amazing. Yeah, it's been really effective because I always get my photos um, mm-hmm. that I need. Like 95% of the time, I don't have a problem with it. But like sometimes I'll have to send an email. It's like, hey, have you done your homework yet? And I include it with like smiley faces and like honestly if they don't send me a photo it's not the end of the world but like it helps so much and I also understand that like it's me asking them to do something like they're the ones hiring me I should be doing all the work and yet I'm sending them home with homework (laughs) which is like kind of counterintuitive so I definitely want to send them home with something fun to go along with that to like make up for the fact that I'm giving them a chore to do (laughs) so So, Alison do they know before or at any point before they receive this goodie bag that they're going to be getting this? No, they, they don't really know. I mean, I tell them if they're curious about the whole ordering session process, I say that a huge benefit of coming back over to the studio to see all your photos is that I have this cool software for my projector and it lets us like superimpose your dog's photos onto your walls. If you were to go home right now and like take a picture and I say always, Oh, don't worry about that. Like we'll handle that later. But just so you know, that's a really cool part of the whole experience. And so I don't think they're seeing it necessarily as homework from the get go, but I do eventually call it that. So (laughs) who knows? And uh, then the gift with the order is that, um, like normally a uh, like extra photo or something? Because you mentioned five by sevens. Yeah. Or do you sometimes include something else? Um, it depends. Uh, usually it is at least like one extra print, whether it's an five by seven or an eight by 10, um, just something, especially if I know that we've gone through all the photos and we've talked through them all for the whole ordering appointment, like I know which ones they love and didn't order. So like those are going to be kind of my go-tos. Um, and... <sighs> I don't know for, Oh, I will tell you this, um, for kind of my high ticket spenders, what I love to give them is I have these really cool wine boxes that I have made, um, through a lab and it's this like nice, tall, pretty looking box. And it's got just the graphic part of my logo on the front cover and you open it up and there's the photo of their dog next to a brand new bottle of wine. And so usually I'm like, Oh, I hope you like wine. I got you a little, you know, nice gift. And usually they're just like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. One time I visited one of my clients homes who like turned out to be like my friend more, even more so than my client. And, uh, it was like two years after our session and that wine box was on display next to like their wine cabinet in their home. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. (laughs) I love seeing anything on, I mean, obviously I know that they do hang up their canvases, but even just seeing the canvases hung up gives me a little bit like, oh, yay. (laughs) Totally. I know what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a fantastic experience you've put together. All the little bits and pieces, especially the fact that you're mailing things out. I feel like in today's world, we're also used to getting emails and it just, it's not that special anymore. Um, but it yeah, is totally. special to get something in the mail. So that's really cool. I definitely think listeners should have a think about what they could be doing to post more things because that certainly as a client, I would get a little thrill of getting something in the mail. The other cool um, thing about that is if you're um, booking sessions a little mm. way in advance. So I know like Caitlin, you often book a month or two months yeah. in advance, um, in summer even more. Um, so that'd be a good way to keep people excited. I know, you know, I think that would be super helpful. You must be booking quite 
in advance to have time to post multiple times before the session. Um, Alison, is that right? Yeah, I suppose that's true. I typically book a month in advance all year, unless we get around to like, you know, fall and November and that kind of time frame, And then I'm probably two months in advance, if not like telling people, sorry, I'll see you in January. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, I do have the time to send it out. And I, that's absolutely the strategy behind it is what you said is like, it keeps the excitement high because like they've gone and like done the work of reaching out to me and we booked it and it's on our calendar and maybe they put down a retainer, but like beyond that, nothing happens. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want there to be just like radio silence. I would rather there be like a little bit of something that reminds them they have something awesome to look forward to. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think it would have just as much impact, even if you're booking just two weeks out, um, wouldn't it? Like yeah, you just wouldn't yeah. have maybe two things going out. You could just send yeah. one thing out. Um, totally. Well, definitely. I mean, to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, the, uh, the whole process that I go through is I send out the welcome packet and then we get together for a pre-session consultation. So that goes out way before the shoot actually takes place because then there's usually a few days or a week in between the consult to the photo session. So yeah, I mean, to be totally honest, if anything slips through the cracks, <laughs> it's that postcard that's between uh-huh. the pre consult and the photo session, because sometimes there's only a few days in between. Um, but usually I have time mm-hmm. to send out the welcome packet without too much of a hurry. So yeah. Yeah. So what do you use the um, pre session consult for um, Allison? Building report building a relationship. That's like Mm -hmm. the number one task. And the way I describe it to my clients, which is also an important, you know, reason for it is that their dog can get to know me and start to trust me as a friend. And that way I'm not just some stranger that shows up (laughs) on the session day with a big black Mm -hmm. camera and I'm pointing it at him and I'm asking him to do all these different things. It's like, okay, hopefully the idea is that the dog remembers me and knows, okay, this is someone that I can trust and I get treats around this person and it's going to be okay. Um, so that's a huge part of it that I paint for them. I also mentioned that it's going to be some, a, a like reserved amount of time where we can talk through like what to expect, what to bring, what to wear, what to remember. And I remind people, like, if you're like most of my clients, you've never done a pet photography session before and that's okay because <laughs> you're in good company, but it's like, that's why the appointment is so important. And then the other reason that I love having the appointment is to pre-sell products. Cause I always ask people like, had you thought ahead to what you might like to do with the photos from your session? And I've got all my product samples here in my studio. So it's like easy to point out, like there's my canvases, there's my metal prints, there's my books and albums. Like what, what are you thinking? And a lot of people are like, I have no idea. (laughs) I just want the photos. And it's like, great, we'll figure it out later. No big deal. But some people come in with like a plan and it's actually kind of impressive because I'm not that much naturally of a planner. So I'm always like blown away by those clients who are like, Oh, I'm going to do this for this wall and that for that space. And it's like, Oh, okay, let's, let's do it. So when you say pre-sell, do you mean you're just planting the seed or you're actually, are you ever taking deposits or anything? I'm just planting the seed. I've never taken a deposit or done a pre-sale of a collection or anything. I mean, I'm sure that works for some people, but no, we're just talking about the products that early on. So is it optional for your clients to come into this? Do you have like people traveling from where I'm thinking is um, because my clients travel from all over. It's usually enough of a trip that they have to come in for both their session and their ordering appointment. I can imagine right. getting a few people buck up at the idea of, oh, seriously, I have to come in for a pre-session consult as well? Or is there a way that you word that, that they want to do I mean- that? Yeah, I I have the benefit of working in San Diego, which is a pretty like 
easy to get around city. Um, Most people that are coming to me are within a half an hour. And even the people that are like 45 minutes away, I explain the fact that like, this is a great thing because I'm going to build a relationship with your dog. We're going to talk through all the things. We're going to answer all your questions that we need to address and everything. And usually at that point, they're like, oh, okay. And like, if we have to schedule it on a Saturday, then fine. I'll like put back to back a few consults on a Saturday and, and call it good. But yeah, no, most people don't have too much of a problem with it. I mean... I don't know. I just, I try and make it like fun. <laughs> I try and make it sound like it's just a hundred percent to their benefit and how great it's going to be and how much we can, you know, plan ahead of time so that the session goes smoothly. So I don't get a lot of pushback, but then again, I also don't have many clients coming from, I mean, Los Angeles is two hours away, two and a half hours away. So most of my clients are pretty local and my studio is in a pretty central spot in San Diego. So that's also really helpful that it's usually not like a chore for them. Yeah. Fantastic. So speaking of San Diego, actually, so almost as soon as I opened your website, a pop-up window came up. You'll know what I'm talking about. So there's a pop-up window on your (laughs) website offering um, Allison's guide to a dog-friendly San Diego. Sign up now and they can download it, I'm assuming. Um, Do you mind sharing a bit of your strategy behind that? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so that's actually like a relatively recent addition. Um, because I know it's like you hear all the time in like education and, and people saying like, well, you gotta have email addresses and your email list is so important. And I've always been like, Oh God, I gotta do something about that because I have email addresses from like when I go to events and local, you know, um, when I set up a booth at local places, like, sure, I'll get email addresses there. But like, my website does get a decent amount of traffic, and I should be capturing something there. So for a long time, it was like, I've got to do this, like that thing on your to do list that you're like avoiding and like trying to not see as you're (laughs) looking down your list. Um, But no, I finally put it together. I just figure a lot of my clients like to bring their dog places. Like that's a common thread with a ton of my clients. A lot of them also have a lot of pride in San Diego. Um, San Diego is a place where there's plenty of locals, but there's also plenty of transplants like me. And so it's about like getting to know the city and the different neighborhoods and taking pride in that. So that's kind of what I wanted to capitalize on. So the guide has my favorite personally, beaches, parks, boutiques, restaurants, bars, coffee shops, um, and yeah, I think that's it. Not bars, breweries. Um, so, cause San Diego is big in, um, brewing. So yeah, it's just like all those places around town that I love. And it was great to then form relationships with each of those places. Cause I had to contact them and be like, Hey, mm. I found this photo on your Instagram. Like, can I use this in my guide? Because by the way, I'm going to feature you in my guide. Cause I think you're amazing. So it was like <laughs> a nice way to open the door to like working with them in the future if I want to do that. And then also, just like giving back some attention to the businesses that we already work together. We already love each other, like that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it was just kind of a fun way to put that together. And now I get email addresses rolling in that I don't have to work for because I've already done the work. So that's nice. Although I will say this, I did hire a professional designer to put together that guide for me because I am so not a graphic designer. (laughs) I hired Nat and Bill at the labs and they just did 
such a phenomenal job. So yeah, glad I hired them <laughs> for sure. Um, that actually segues again, really nicely. You segue <laughs> for us the whole time. Um, we also noticed on your website that you have a whole section of it dedicated solely to working with businesses. Like you just mentioned, you have some people that you do work with or you wanting to start up relationships in the future. For me, that seems like a fantastic way to diversify your market. Um, But I do reckon it would be something that a lot of our listeners would feel a bit intimidated approaching. So is working with other businesses something that you do a lot of? I mean, Yes and no. It's never something that I used to do a lot. I don't know what a lot means. Like (laughs) a lot to me is like probably not a lot to somebody else, but, um, I mean, I never really used to, it used to be just kind of like on demand. I never advertised anything. Mm -hmm. And then I did it a few times and I was like, actually, this is kind of awesome. And where that really started to take off for me was decorating other places around town. Um, because I've got my canvases of, of my work hanging up in about 10 or 11 different places, like whether they're boutiques, doggy daycares, vet clinics, Uh that kind of thing, those kind of places around town. And that's turned out to be just a great referral machine. And it's just like a source of pride to be able to walk in. Like we were saying earlier, like walk into someone's house or walk into a business and you see your stuff hanging on the walls. Like it's so awesome. So, um, I started to do more of that. And then, yeah, I don't know. Businesses started slowly contacting me about like stock photos and stuff they could put on their website or social media. So I was like, all right, I really should get something up on my website, like where they can get their questions answered. And we're not starting from the ground up, like every time someone reaches out. So yeah, it's kind of a handy little thing. And I've done more commercial work this year than I ever have before. So I guess things are moving in the right direction there, which is which is nice. It just, it totally depends on like the relationship you have with the business and if they're local or not local. So it's kind of a lot of moving parts, but it's like a fresh challenge. You know, if you've got your workflow down for working with private clients, I don't see why you wouldn't expand to working with businesses. So, yeah. And it makes sense because like you're saying then about the referral as well, um, Alison. So um, just for the listener who hasn't (laughs) stalked your website like us, um, can you just explain a little bit like, all these displays you were just mentioning in multiple different places, um, do the other businesses, they're paying for those displays or what's the the deal? Yeah. Good question. Um, it's really a case by case basis because no business is the same because some of them contact me and they say, Hey, we want to hang up your things or we want you to photograph like our owner's pets and have the owner's pets hanging in the space. And it's like, okay, that totally makes sense. And if someone's contacting me, I absolutely send them an invoice. Like that's something that they pay for versus when I first moved to town, cause I didn't start my business here in San Diego. Like I said, I started it in Florida. And like when I first moved to town, I was like, I really need to make some local connections. Like I just know that's going to be important for long-term success. So I went around to different businesses and I said, Hey, how about we decorate your walls? <laughs> and whether it's me photographing your dogs or you picking your favorite photos from my website, like let's put some pizzazz up on your walls. And um, either you don't have to pay for it outright, depending on my relationship with the business, like with my like vet for my dog, I just didn't make them pay anything. Um, but like for various businesses, I say, I would say, well, you know, is it all right if we set up a referral system? Cause obviously these canvases are costing me money. Like I have hard costs here. Like, would this be worth X number of referrals that you send my way 
And if you do that, I won't charge you a thing when it's all said and done. And we'll circle back in a year, in two years, whatever time frame we agree on. Um, and like, I'd love to set up a referral system with you because then it won't cost you a thing in the long run. And it's also more profitable for me. So like, it's a win-win. And uh, a lot of businesses gravitated toward that. That's most of my arrangements, I would say, is that model, which has worked out pretty well. So sorry, just explain a little bit more. So basically, you would approach the business, say it's a vet, and ask to put something on their wall. And if in 12 months you've received enough referrals from that one place because of those samples, you don't bill them. Correct. if you haven't, you do bill them. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. If they send me, like if we agreed on an arrangement that was worth to me 10 referrals because it's like a big you know thing and it's a bunch of pieces that I spent a lot of money on, um, then yeah, if they send me 10 referrals over the next two years or whatever time frame we agree on, then I consider us totally square. I, like squared up, no problem. Like we are even and thank you so much for the referrals versus if they only send me two, <laughs> then it's like, okay, that didn't quite balance out my cost. And we sell up at that point. And then it's just like proportional. Like let's say the total was a thousand dollars for, I don't know, five referrals. If they send me two referrals, then they owe me, I shouldn't have picked a complicated example, like $600, <laughs> whatever that is <laughs> proportionally. So not a math major. Um, but yeah, you get the point, I guess, of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Have you ever had to actually follow up on that? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And um, that was awkward and kind of yeah. scary for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, time to collect all my money, but I don't want to. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, for most of, mostly for that scenario, um, I basically said, hey, guys, <laughs> time's up and love you. And by the way, <laughs> you owe me this many referrals. And I gave them the option at that point. I was like, do you want to pay outright? Because this is what you would owe me. And at that point, you own the canvases. You do whatever you want with them. Um, or would you rather extend the time of the contract? Because like, I don't know. When I thought about it at that point in time, I was like, these canvases still look great in this place. There's still a referral source for me. I don't want to just like cut that off and have it be like, you know, ending on a sore note or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I would rather just extend the contract, give them more time. I know that's not what we like originally agreed upon. That's maybe a case of me being too nice, but like, I still feel like it felt out to be a win-win because they appreciated the extension. I would hopefully get more <laughs> referrals out of it, that kind of thing. And it's uh -huh. like, I mean, to be honest, the whole one year, two year timeframes, that's kind of arbitrary anyway. Like that's a number that sounded good to us from the beginning, but it's like, there's no science to referrals. It's not like, well, you've definitely failed at the end of two years and you're definitely never going to send me anyone else. Like, no, they could send me someone two years from today. Like <laughs> it just, it's hard to predict. So I just felt like being flexible kind of on that. And most people just wanted to like extend the term, keep on trying to send me people and I have no problem with it. So yeah. So Alison, you never considered like just um, saying, look, obviously the people coming here aren't looking for my service. I'll just remove the canvases and use them somewhere else if they look good still. Not really. I don't know. I mean, I could have, I don't see anything like wrong with that approach, but that's truly just not what occurred to me. Um, yeah, okay. and unfortunately that header photo on my website on the very first one on the businesses page of the six canvases on the, like the blue stripe. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so sad that store closed down. So they're not there anymore. Oh. So, um, and they actually closed down before their, um, their contract was up. And I was like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> you guys still kind of owe me money, but at the same time, they were closing down. Like, what was I going to do? Collect on that? So I, I talked it through with a couple of my other, you know, photographer friends, um, many of whom may hear this podcast and know that it was them. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I talked it through with them and it was like, okay, I'm not being crazy. I certainly don't want to be like greedy, especially when someone is suffering the closure of their business. Like just the best thing to do that helped me sleep at night <laughs> was to say, okay, I'll take the canvases back and, you know, sorry to yeah. hear what's going on. And I feel like that's always a good fallback is what's going to let me sleep at night. What's going to yes. let me just like, you know, put my head on the pillow and be like, I have no issues with what I did today. And I don't feel bad about any of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to keep like dwelling on any of it. I just, I feel at peace. And if I can make that kind of decision, then it's fine. Everything's fine. No, well, that's the whole joy of having our businesses is that we do get to make that final decision and have something that we're happy with. Exactly. So do you get most of your clients via referral? What's your number one marketing? Definitely my number one is actually Google um, okay. more than referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, referrals are up there, but Google is the strongest. I mean, I have pretty decent SEO and uh, yeah, that's where most of them come from. And um, are you doing a mixture of studio and on location or do you have sort of one oh I can hear my dog barking in the background sorry ladies <laughs> um, or do you have one sort of focus that you most of your clients end up booking I do a mixture of in studio and on location I mean clients get to choose when they book a session the only one that they're locked into doing the studio on is my mini sessions mm-hmm. um, my portraits for Pooch's mini sessions but beyond that most of my clients just book my full length session and I say hey it's totally up to you do you want to spend our time at the studio outdoors at the beach going hiking at your house like you tell me and they always come up with something different so um, I think I spend like I don't know, 75 to 80% of my time probably on location because San Diego is gorgeous and amazing. And like my studio is great and I I love having it obviously, but it's just, it's so easy and fun to go outside. So (laughs) that's what I do most of the time. And your weather must be pretty good all year round in San Diego. You know, it is pretty good. The only tricky time of year can be winter time because it can rain. (laughs) Um, And uh, actually in May and June, um, there's like an overcast, um, kind of layer that just hits the beach and stays there for like a couple months at a time. So actually my beach shoots are really tricky in May and June. Um, and this year it kind of like bled over into July too, which was not okay <laughs> with me. Um, but, uh, yeah, beyond that, it's, it's relatively easy and it's, yeah, it's San Diego. Like good weather is kind of what it's famous for. So <laughs> not too much yeah. an issue. So in that time, do you, um, ever try to, uh, suggest your clients to pick other locations other than the beach because of that, or you don't worry, you just work with it? Yeah, no, I suggest other locations or I suggest we wait until August. Mm-hmm. to do our session. If they're set on going to the beach, I'm happy. I love going to the beach with them. Um, but I just know that when the sky's overcast, that means the water looks great too. And then it doesn't even look like we're in Southern California. I mean, <laughs> it looks just gray and yucky. So it's like, there's no point. So back to your portraits for pooches thing that you just mentioned. So those are the mini sessions that you hold at your studio. Yes. Would you be doing the whole spoiling your client pre-consultation extravaganza Alison Shamrell experience oh. with those people no I can't okay. I just can't do it <laughs> 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 you are a superwoman if you are doing that <laughs> okay, 
No, I mean, I'm still doing in-person ordering sessions. Mm -hmm. So I will say that. Um, So they do still get that part of the experience, but absolutely no, they don't get a pre-session consult. Um, And also the other difference is I ship their physical products straight to them as opposed to shipping them here and having my clients come here and pick it back up. So actually it was funny. You said earlier, like, would they be willing to come over like a whole three times? They actually come over like four times (laughs) because usually they're picking up their products. Um, cause I want to do my final quality check. I want to like set it up all nice. So when they walk into the studio, it's like, Oh my gosh, there it is. So yeah. But for my mini sessions, Oh dear goodness. No, they come in for <laughs> the session and they come in back in to see their photos just because in-person sales are so much better and more effective than online galleries. And then, um, yeah, I mean the most they get upfront before the session happens is like a 10 or 15 minute phone call, just kind of answering their questions and explaining things and taking down their booking info, which actually I'm trying to automate. I'm trying to figure out a way to just like play a video, have them fill out the form and call it good. So my time investment will be even lesser. So we'll see if that happens. It's a fantastic idea to make those a fundraiser as well. I love that idea. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I work with like a few different charities here in town. So it's nice to be able to send them each some love mm. and some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your classic photo session is the one that you do most often. What are the sort of products that you tend to be selling for those clients? Yeah. Um, probably my most popular product are canvas gallery wraps and metal prints. I love my metal prints. Um, and I get them from Bay photo and they're just amazing. Um, and then also my digitals are pretty popular Mm -hmm. and for people that love albums, they go straight to the albums, but yeah, those are the, the big sellers. I still have prints or what I call fine art prints. Um, but those just typically don't sell quite as much just because I think people have seen them before. You know, it's not, it's, it's a lot harder to prove the uniqueness and the quality and just the heirloom aspect of a fine art print compared to prints that they've made in the past versus like a metal print and prints that they've made in the past. Like there's such a stark difference and they kind of gravitate toward what's different, I think. So, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And can we talk numbers briefly? Do you mind sharing your sort of typical average sale? Oh, totally. Um, you know, I haven't run my numbers actually in the past couple months. Last I checked, my average sale was about $2,500, Um, I think it's actually gone up since then because I've had a good few months. Um, but yeah, it's, it's somewhere in there in addition to the session fee. So I'm happy. (laughs) And you're doing, um, projection sales with pro select at the studio for your clients. Yes, really. Absolutely. I use the same thing. I love projection sales. Before I had my studio back when I was in Florida, um, I went to people's homes and I did in-person sales just at their house and I brought my iPad. Um, and my product samples. And I just was the traveling roadshow <laughs> of pet photography. Um, but yeah, now that I have a studio, I just invite everyone back here and it's all projection and it's awesome. And I actually just project onto my white backdrops. <laughs> like I know you're probably supposed to have like projector screens and all that, but that's just what I use. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. But how much time would you be putting into each session then, um, Alison? Because it sounds like, I mean, you've got a pro- probably a very good workflow going on, but sounding like a lot of work to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I agree with you. It's a lot of work, but I also am like 
a huge, huge stickler for work-life balance. So I'm always looking into stuff that like can save me time. I just started using toggle, which is pretty awesome. Um, I'm still like getting the hang of it and rem- like remembering to use it on a daily basis, but, um, I'm trying to shave off more time, but no, I would say I spend about 10 to 15 hours when it's all said and done for every client. That's not um, terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I mean, I am outsourcing my edits, my basic edits, like the color correction and the, um, and just, yeah, kind of basic stuff. I'm still doing like leash removal and Photoshop, like the really detailed stuff, but definitely taking the basic edits off my hands was a huge boost of time. So oh, I do the opposite. I do my own color correction and, and send away the leash. Oh, really? I hate leash removal. Oh. <laughs> Oh, see, I don't mind that. I think I like consider myself a little magician whenever I can (laughs) remove a leash and I'm like all proud of myself versus color correction. I'm like, oh, the sky isn't blue enough. I'll make it more blue. It just, I don't know. I don't have the patience for it. So Uh, I send it out. (laughs) I must say that is always a funny feeling. Like when my boyfriend or something walks past and I'm like removing a lead if I'm doing one myself or something. And he's like, whoa, what just happened then? Yeah. But it's funny because I never advertise the fact that I can do head swaps or leash removal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see any mention of that, like on my website or anything. So it's always like an extra little surprise for my clients or for like my husband <laughs> if he's watching or something. It's like I'm not gonna like advertise the fact that I can spend hours in front of my computer screen taking out your dog's leash because you didn't teach your dog how to sit and stay. Like (laughs) I will do it for you because it's going to make the image that much better, but I'm not going to sit here and volunteer for that job. So yeah, (laughs) definitely. um, Alison, if you're doing 10 to 15 hours per shoot, how many shoots are you doing a week? Two or three or one or two? I max out at two. Um, Yeah. I think that's my happy place and even better if I can just get away with one. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple years ago, I kind of like looked at things and I was like, you know what, maybe I can be more efficient and I can take on four shoots a week. And I bet I can do that. I tried that for a couple months and I have never been crabbier or grumpier or more stressed out. Like it just did not go well. And my husband, I think was the one who was like, uh, please stop doing this. (laughs) Usually the month before I go away, I'm like, ugh shit, I haven't worked hard enough the last two months. I better slam all this work into one month and I do like a 30 session month. And at the end I'm like, okay, yeah. first two weeks of the holidays, nothing. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're crazy. Clean. So you did mention something earlier um, called toggle. toggle? Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. I'm like, what is toggle? Can we get back to toggle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm no expert on it, but toggle is like a time tracker. So oh, you can cool. say like, I am starting to design the album now. And then when you end designing the album, you hit stop. And like the goal is, or at least my aspiration is that I'll be able to look back in a couple of weeks or months and be like, okay, I on average spend this much time doing this. What could I outsource to make this, you know, go faster yes. or whatnot? Like I said, I'm really stringent on like my time and how much time I invest in things. And if I can get it off my lap, then I can spend more time doing stuff I either A, enjoy doing or B, um, am the only one that can. Like <laughs> as a solopreneur, like there are some things that only I can do and I'd rather spend my attention on that. So, so yeah, I don't know. Toggle's pretty cool. I'm um, still kind of navigating around it, but I know that some photographers, some pet photographers even like swear by it. So cool. I just, I hear good things and I just dove in like five days ago. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so is it a, a, like a, um, Chrome app or what? 
Yes. I use it on Chrome at least, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Speaking of apps and tools anyway, let's dive into your toolbox for success. If you have those answers handy, it's something that we do like to throw into our episodes every now and then. We do interview every pet photographer about their favorite tools and books and people and all of the above, and we pop those into the show notes. So for the listeners listening, every show note has a toolbox for success, and sometimes we get time to get to it in the episode. So Alison, I'd love to know, in addition to Toggle, do you have any other apps slash tools that you use on a day-to-day basis or you particularly enjoy? Number one... The first one, at least, that came to my mind that I kind of can't live without is 17 hats Mm -hmm. Um, because I use them for my client management software and it's wonderful. And I know there's other client management softwares out there. I'm pretty sure like once you get to a specific point in your workload, you need one and you just have to choose the one that's like works with your brain best. So um, I put down 17 hats. I also made a note that I really love using ProSelect because of sales, obviously, and how awesome it is. And all my clients, like when they're sitting in the ordering appointment are like, wow, this program is fun. Like this was amazing. I can't believe you can do this. So I I figured that should make it into my top apps. And then I also, um, I've been having fun with Planoly, um, where you can plan Instagram posts. Um, that's been pretty handy for me. Are you pre-scheduling those Instagram posts? I'm still manually posting, but I don't know. I think maybe if I upgrade to the next like (laughs) plan of Planoly, then I could probably like do it remotely. So yeah, I may have to do that. It will be (laughs) life-changing. I am like, it's it's such a weight off that I didn't even realize I was thinking about in my business The like, oh yeah, I have to post. Oh yeah, I have to post. When you can like pre-schedule a month in advance. Oh my gosh, it's brilliant. I use an app called Schedugram. It's schedule.gram. I believe I've mentioned it on the podcast before, and I certainly will again because it works really well for me. And it is, I believe, the only app out there that has actual people who post for you once you schedule it, like humans pressing post. The reason why they do that is um, Instagram's API has rules against... Uh, I guess, computers posting. So some of the other auto schedule apps have have hacked the API, um, but you are in danger of getting your Instagram profile shut down for that. So yeah, schedule.gram is the one I recommend. I'll pop a link in the show notes to that as well. Anywho, I get all silly and excited with anything to do with automation and time saving. Um, So I'll shut up about schedule.gram. But Let's get back to your toolbox. Do you have a favorite book, Allison? You know, I keep going back to that classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. I love that book. I read that like several years ago and I've read it a couple times since because it's like good to refresh, you know, your memory and all that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's like basic rules, not just for business, but for life. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And do you have any favorite people that you follow or podcasts, anything like that? Yeah, I do. I have two favorite people um, that I follow their work just insanely closely. Um, The first would be Jay Nicole Smith, also Mm -hmm. known as Nick. And she's got that awesome new podcast, Magic Makers, which is phenomenal. Um, So I'm a big fan of Nick and everything she puts out there. I'm also a big fan of Sal Sincata, who does not do any pet photography, um, but he does weddings and seniors and and stuff like that. And I just think he's like a a business ninja. Like he's such a genius. So I, uh, I take what he says and I translate it <laughs> to that photography. <laughs> and then finally, do you have a quote that you live or work by? 
Definitely. I have one that I work by. Um, one time I was watching a creative live and it was with Sue Bryce <laughs> who I don't, you know, get into a ton of her education cause it's so glamor photography specific. Um, but at one point in this one episode that I was watching, she said, marketing should be the most creative part of your business. And that totally blew my mind. I was like, wait, we're photographers. <laughs> like that's the creative part. <laughs> and it gave me just this whole new outlook on marketing and on the other side of my business that like, I did need to step up. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that really interesting because I've had sort of frank discussions with people before that assume that the part of my business that is the most fun and the most creative and all of that is that, oh my goodness, you get to photograph dogs. And to be perfectly honest, after however many years, the shoots can start to get same, same. But the thing that is constantly changing is the business side of it. And that's the side of it that I love and mm-hmm. enjoy the most so that makes I like that I like that mindset shift yeah me too like I wish I had said that <laughs> <laughs> I know right <laughs> you rocked my world I was like what yeah so <laughs> awesome well I think that is probably a good spot to wrap up um, unless you have anything else that you want to add to, for the listener, Alison, that we haven't asked you about? Uh, gosh, no, I don't think so. People are welcome to like reach out to me if they have any questions. And they're also more than welcome to access Professional Pooch, which is the business that I started with my fellow San Diego pet photographer, Taryn Bayer of Westway Studio. She's amazing. She's a genius. And, um, yeah, we started this business because like we realized, first of all, the San Diego market was big enough for the both of us. So we didn't have to be like competitors and weird and standoffish and like not like each other. Like we're actually really similar as people like surprise, surprise, you guys, all people should know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I love you both now. I had no idea that she was, um, also in San Diego. You guys are incredible for recognizing that the whole colleagues versus competitors thing. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I called her when I first moved to town because like, I didn't want it to be just some weird thing of her hearing through the grapevine, like, Oh, this other pet photographer moved to town. Like I didn't want there to be like, I don't know, um, just any sort of animosity or, or nebulous. Like who is this person? I just figure mm-hmm. I'll reach out to her and we'll see if we can be friends. But if not, at least she knows like, I'm not a bad person for moving into her market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it turns out we have like a million things in common. So <laughs> we are good friends and we started, um, we started professional pooch because we both have like eight years of experience under our belt. And we know that it's not a small thing for a pet photography business of all things to survive mm-hmm. for that long. So we feel like we do know what we're talking about on a few different topics and we put out videos based on our strengths. We don't put out videos on like every single topic that we could possibly talk about. We only gravitate toward like, what do we really, really know? And we have put out videos based on just those specific subjects. And um, they've been really helpful to photographers so far. We've been getting like really great feedback. So um, especially the one where like, you can see us take a client through the whole process. Like we, we found clients that were willing to actually let us film them throughout like every step of the session process of the ordering session, all that. So it was pretty cool actually. Um, but yeah, and I do have clearance to offer a little discount for anyone listening to this podcast. Uh, if you enter the club, the code club podcast, 
for Pet Photographers Club, obviously, um, then we actually get to give you 50% off any video, which is kind of an amazing deal. So thank you. That's great. We'll put links to all your things in the show notes. Um, (laughs) So fantastic. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on today, Alison. You shared so much. I think it's going to be a brilliant listen um, for everyone out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost Steve, man. My mind just went blank. <laughs> I'm just super professional over here, guys. Just <laughs> No, oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I was uh, I was totally flattered and I hope that this is helpful for some people because yeah, as pet photographers, I know it's easy to feel like we're kind of on our own out there sometimes, but there's there's others of us making a go at it and having success mm-hmm. and it's just fun. It's just isn't it the best thing? To own your own business and play with dogs. Like, come on, we win. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much. We'll chat to you soon. Bye. All right. Thanks, ladies. So that was the amazing Alison Shamrell. Thank you so much for coming on, Alison. You were so generous with all your experience and knowledge, as always. And an extra thank you to Taryn and Allison from Professional Pooch. They've put together that coupon code for all the listeners of the Pet Photographers Club podcast. So all you have to do is use the code Club Podcast, and you'll get 50% off for any of their educational videos. That's, again, super generous. We really appreciate that. And Taryn, if you're listening, we're totally going to rope you into this, trying to get all the pet photography experts onto the show for our listeners out there. So yes, everyone listening, hope you found that super, super helpful. This was actually our last episode of the season. We have one bonus episode coming for you guys next week. Then Kirsty and I are going to take a short two-week season break just to catch up on all the interviews and editing. We'll still be in the members mastermind area on Facebook, catching up with everyone there. But yeah, we'll see you next week for the bonus episode and then we'll be coming to you with season two in October and that is a jam-packed one. We already have some incredible interviews that we've recorded for season two. We've got Yuan Chen from Scotland who was just such a sweetheart and I know a lot of you will be excited to listen to him. We have Beth from Daily Dog Tag. She's sharing all about how photographers can get their pet photography work Um, published online so that was a really awesome one anyway I won't get into all of this but needless to say we're very excited for the upcoming season as always we would love 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 it if you guys wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes or even on the Facebook page we're just starting this podcast up it has been an incredible journey so far and either joining the club that's just $10 a month so that helps support the costs of running the podcast a little bit or just leaving a review to let us know that you're finding it helpful and to let us know that you guys are out there listening it's just me and Kirsty, you know sitting in our tracksuit bottoms recording by ourselves in our offices or if you're Kirsty in Kyrgyzstan or something so it's really nice to hear people out there and what they're actually getting from these podcasts which is I hope quite a bit I'll stop rambling for now. I hope you guys have a brilliant week as always. I hope your businesses are booming, growing, thriving, and we'll talk to you really soon. Bye for now.